place to hide. No place to run. No place to run. The mutant aid. The mutant aid has now begun. Apocalypse Now. Welcome back to another Phil and Marlon podcast. Uh, this one about X-Men Apocalypse. Joined again by Scott Adair and Paul Farron. I'm Richard Drum. Good evening. Hello, I'm Paul Farron. Uh, hello, I think I'm Scott Adair. <laughs> yes, I, I am. So we all managed to see the same preview screening. So mm-hmm, we all saw mm-hmm. the same great audience moments. We didn't sit together, though. I, felt oh, well, very... I sat with Richard. Oh, okay. Well, thanks. Thank, popcorn for the th- entire thing. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> we looked for you. We find you anywhere. <laughs> Sorry, I was avoiding you guys. Fair. Actually, fair we arrived late. All the the pizzazz and jazz had finished. The reception of Savoy was blue when I arrived. Remember? Yes, yeah. indeed. Did you get your photo taken with any? New yeah, kids? they they made me take my photo with my girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> they yeah, it was, that was super exciting because yeah. I looked like crap. Is it your phone background photo now? No, frame. I deleted it. I actually oh. didn't even know who took the photo. He asked for my name, and I gave him a fake name. <laughs> what was your fake name? Stephen. Uh, <laughs> original. <laughs> <laughs> your fa- your favorite X Men though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I just I don't go. I don't think well under the spot, or on the spot even. <laughs> he said proving it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're he all says with we're all with the consensus that we enjoy this movie, despite major flaws and naffness. It was good fun. Well, I think the naffness kind of made it because the X Men films have been historically quite bland and serious and dour and visually quite dark and kind of dull. So the fact that it was basically a 1960s Batman episode, but with special I effects, go that far. Now, yeah. can we, don't forget the, the greatest curse of superhero movies has to be Batman and Robin mm-hmm. and it didn't push it the boat out that far at points you could argue it did Wolverine uh, the, the visual design of a lot of the costumes was very Batman and Robin Angel's costume was basically a Joel Schumacher costume minus the nipples <laughs> yeah, that was one of my favourite things was that not only was Apocalypse going to destroy the world he was a mm-hmm. great hairdresser no, no, and no. makeover artist yeah he did he did well with Storm and he, the hair in general he had a thing for Mohawks <laughs> and Psylocke gets the Silk Spectre award for best dressed super villain I don't know I, I don't think he can beat Silk Spectre I know I mean for this one uh, yeah I suppose <laughs> I'd like to see them in a fight yeah <laughs> I'm not going to say anything else <laughs> So any uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, anything else to say about everyone's too afraid to talk? I think everyone's been saying a good night. This has been a yeah. I gotta go home, man. It's getting a kick, and the critics don't seem to like it. Um, no, though a few have enjoyed it, but they seem to think that the singer has just gone backwards. It's funny though that it seems like this one came out and everyone went, "Oh, it hasn't. It wasn't as good as the last one was." I don't recall the last one getting that good reviews either. Like, I, it was fine. Enjoyed it. That was a bit of a joke to compare it to the last one and say as if the other one was a complete yeah. masterpiece. Though it was fun as well. Mm. But at the end of the day, like when you think back to the differences between First Class and Days of Future Past, like they're they're stark contrast to each other as well. It's an origin story. It's building up. It's got a bit more crazy in Days of Future Past, where you're in the future and the Sentinels, and then this one it's just gone full on. Like everything exists that that would exist in an X Men comic or in mm. the '90s cartoon, you know, bar the, the Sentinels. But well, you spoiler alert: you do you do see them in the Danger Room, yeah, at the very end. But oh, yes. Uh, By the way, spoilers. There will be spoilers. 
Spoiler King. Yeah, I kind of missed the, the older X-Men after setting them up so wonderfully with <clears> that in Days of Future Past when he comes back and there's Jean Grey and Scott and they're all happy-go-lucky. I was hoping that... I was actually in the mood for some kind of time travel nonsense again. Well, <laughs> going forward in, in the X-Men franchise, like I think they're doing Old Man Logan. Those actors could still come back. Like Patrick Stewart's in it, isn't he? He's, he's playing... Confirmed. Professor X and they've got the young versions of all these characters and they've already had the pre-established older versions but I, I don't know like Storm was full on American in the old ones and now she's um, Middle Eastern mm-hmm. in, I, I don't know how they're going to sort of com- combat that unless they just yeah she was from Nairobi originally wasn't she yeah but she had an American accent like you know obviously who because Halle Berry can act yeah Halle Berry <gasps> god damn you got an Oscar for not acting <laughs> In that one kind of okay film that she made, yeah. So it also felt like a, a reboot <laughs> of sorts. Would we agree there? There was a certain notion of reboot. Well, I mean, this I is... was a bit confused by this X Men again yeah. aspect. Well, so the... it has a, it fits into the chronology as a prequel. It also dances on certain ideas that were mm. in X Men, especially X Men Two, because Nightcrawler. We first meet Nightcrawler as a potential assassin of the President of America. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't but, even remember why he was trying to kill the president of America. <sighs> See, did Magneto do it in some way? Probably. He was, yeah, he was being yeah. bra- he was brainwashed. That's right. But they'd only met him for the first time then. So what's is this a skewed business? Oh yeah, timeline I, business. Days of Future Past kind of gave them a way out for saying continuity is different now. Live we can do whatever suppose, we want. Yeah. But, but the reboot thing is definitely true because everyone's contract's up now. Like Jennifer Lawrence is technically out, McAvoy and Fassbender are, unless they re-sign again, but they're out now. So that's the whole point of that the end shot is just here's your next three films, all these kids. <laughs> uh, I don't know who you'd recast Presser X as. Um, Someone bald. Yeah, because McAvoy finally got bald after three films and looked really good, and now it's gone. Maybe. Well, it's the same that happened with. Um, Robert Downey Jr. You know he, his contract is finished. No, his contract finished, and uh, yeah. you know he re, he was like, I'm going to make more movies. He wants to make Iron Man four, and he wants to make he wants to be in Spider Man and stuff like that. So mm. I'd say these people like if they've done this many movies, like I'd say they're open to doing more. It's just they can't say anything until there's a contract negotiation. I think Jennifer Lawrence is probably franchised out at this point, but yeah, yeah. Who knows? I'd love to see her come back though. It's weird, though, isn't it? But because she's like the biggest star on the planet at the moment, they've made the last two X Men films like incredibly Mystique central. Yeah. Like, you'd never or centric. You wouldn't really expect an X Men film to be about Mystique, considering the, considering the original three. Yeah, she hardly opened her mouth. Yeah, did she even open her mouth in the third one? I think she did. And she became human. Maybe, oh, well, yeah, yeah. when she was in her, yeah. when she met him up, she, she turned artist. into she turned into the Gene as well, and then she turned into Wolverine. Uh, I don't know. Actually, yeah, Scott, you're a big old nerd. <laughs> Explain to me how that can she make swords with her skin? Did she? When she was Psylocke? Yeah, like that oh, blade. Psylocke? Yeah, remember she was Psylocke. No, Mystique was. Oh, I, I literally have no idea. Because like that's <laughs> I actually right. Don't Look, know. the way Mystique's power. Okay, nerd oh, discussion God. incoming. <laughs> the way Mystique's power works, I thought, was that she kind of refracts light or some shit. I don't know science, and it makes her look like whoever she wants you to think she looks like. But she can make an actual sword from her flesh that acts like a sword. To be fair, I actually didn't even notice that. <laughs> I was just, I, just, I thought so. It's an illusion. I thought it was that she actually could physically change. I don't know. I didn't. But no, I she can maybe change. But like, how does she make clothes? So how can she make change into a big burly Wolverine? I just remembered why you asked that question. Now it's because she was pretending to be Psylocke, and then she hit. 
Apocalypse in the throat. Yeah, she slit his throat. <laughs> I forgot about that completely. That. <laughs> I forgot. I was like, oh my god. Um, I don't know. Like I always wondered that because she always has the clothes. And at the end of the day, like when you remember, like going back to Terminator, yeah, Judgment Day, when the T one thousand did the same thing and facial hair and clothes and. Everything. But the T-1000 was literally liquid metal, so making a blade with your arm and your liquid metal makes yeah, sense. I would assume that with Mystique, she wore no clothes ever and then just made clothes visually appear on herself. But then you see films... I, just, I, just, I don't know how her mask works. It's getting very scientific. Like, can she create more mass than she has on her body? Because she can make, like, big fur coats that are, like, you know, taller than her regular skin level. I don't know. It's well, all she, very... She turned herself into a dwarf as well in... Yeah, Days of Future Past. So she obviously can change her mass. Like maybe she can just, like, I don't know, change herself into like an eight foot tall twig. Yeah, which seems like a really useful power to have, aside from just making yourself look different. If you can change height and size and density, and if she ever wanted to make a quick buck, like she could pretend to be Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I mean, she you know, could go just... to the NBA. She's basically giant man, that man in one, and also with shape shifting powers. She's... Yeah, imagine, <laughs> imagine she actually could do the whole giant man thing. Is that it? Game breaking, you think about it, yeah. but let's not think like about it. If she can make a sword out of her arm, I didn't even think about yeah, that. If she can make a physical blade from her bodily appendages, then she's yeah, she's a T1000, like you said. That's yeah, holy crap. Over. That's it, makes no this sense. is mind blowing. I need to watch the movie again, <laughs> it won't make any more sense. Uh, so I, I was using my super hearing there mm-hmm. to sort out the sound problem. We just talked louder over it. I'm so just gonna start it. screaming. That was annoying me. I couldn't. I had to sort out. It is a fridge upstairs which I've unplugged. Please remind me to plug it in again. <laughs> I shouldn't be saying this because the person who's <laughs> fridge it is. Leave it all unplugged. in. Dear person in charge of the fridge, we are on. So to did you sort out that business with Mystique while I was away? No, it doesn't no, blow mine. We we've okay. came to the conclusion that she's a Terminator. Ah. <sighs> That's, I like that one. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I don't know the science of Misty. <laughs> Use of characters. There was an awful lot of ways of great characters. Just pure. Uh, I thought if anything, Brett Ratner um, got an awful kick in for the way he misused uh, Quick Start sense of uh, getting all the bad guys together, and mm. did the same exact same thing. I mean, Apocalypse was torn up left, right, and sense and center. But he just kind of his... teleported to every mutant he could find, and I was like, I, all I right. only found three. It's a bit, yeah. of a, bit of a cop like, you know, there's way more Sorry, powerful. Like, but also, I think it's the weird sort of almost sexual lust he got out of it. Because when he was giving people their power, he's like, Ugh, all the time. And then that child. whole, I know, you got to go kill the angel sequence. Yeah, I thought Brian Singer's What was your little, line? Brian Singer's little gift to yes. himself. Okay, angel. He, had, he went through three haircuts before they even got near any apocalyptic moments. That's true. And then he was giving them facial tattoos. That that moment where they stopped and he's just kind of... I was like, why are you putting tattoos on him? Like, you know, it's just like, you know, you keep putting spikes in his little jacket and then you give him a costume and... Uh, like, they keep... They kept... They changed him like four times and then he just was apparently killed. He was the, the Jean-Paul Gaultier of supervillains. There's like, oh, he looks really good, but he's absolutely bloody useless at the end of the day and Apocalypse said it himself. Like, did he die or not? Like, this is what I want to know. He was still me saying his actor. I don't really care. It'd be a building drop on him. Like, well, One critique I came across was that he was too comic book for the movies. What do you make of that? Comic? Apocalypse was. Yeah. Apocalypse. Like, what does that mean anymore? Well, I actually had that thought after it was over that it was, that was a very comic booky film and a lot of the reviews seem to be saying, oh, it's too kind of camp and sort of just like surfacey. Like, but that's what comics kind of are. It's, it's weird that we now think of gritty, serious, well, subtextual political dramas as comic to, book films. When you're trying to make a big blue guy like serious, yeah. he's larger than life. He's supposed to be like, uh, everything he says like has an air of like 
you know, you can't can you take him seriously? Like if mm. if it happened in real life, if some blue guy appeared in the middle of Dublin and he was just like everything they've built, and it's quite interesting because you could say that like you've got dark side coming down the line from DC yeah. if things uh, happen at all. all. Uh, we've got Thanos, who is basically Marvel's uh, version of Darkseid. Yeah, Tha- and the three been, of them look like they could be related. Thanos has been set up from like the beginning, 2012. Yeah, but that's what I'm that's saying. It's, it's like Fox are trying to get in very quickly oh, yeah, and do yeah. their that's, Thanos and, and style. And that's the thing that DC villain. did as well. They're teasing that he's coming. And he, but like Marvel have set it into place that this, this, this is happening, but it's not happening for a long, long time. So sit down, enjoy the ride, and when he comes, you're gonna you're you're gonna have your nuts blown off, like <laughs> you and your grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, like when when you're 30 years old, remember when they first teased Thanos? It's terrible that we all you know, kind of remember. Remember the old days when the X Men were just a few guys, <laughs> just just a couple. And Wolverine had that little black leather outfit. Like, well, speaking of Wolverine, though, uh, quick question. Huh? Fantastic Four is owned by Fox mm-hmm. uh, X-Men they, they're not allowed to amalgamate to they were them. going to but that last film wasn't that well received if you recall correctly really? Fantastic oh, Four yeah. but they didn't try any amalgamating at that I stage. think they were going to in the sequels and then that universe has probably quietly died now so I guess not they clobbered it because, sorry I mean, go home the, Scott sorry some great crossovers in the comics between Fantastic Four and the X-Men yeah because well, if they get... reboot it again in the meantime they could do some good space stuff with them I suppose yeah yeah, that's true. They won't, but... Um, as you said, they, they, they ruined their chances. They won't come back from that. So anyway, X-Men is solidly going to the 90s from here on, apparently. Which, uh, I mean, I, I think you like the idea of. Everyone loves that con- or that cartoon series, like the most of most X-Men properties, so they'll probably try and ape that a bit. But also, it seems weird that they keep jumping a decade each time, yet no one's aging. Exactly. Well, actually, I, I went back and watched First Class just before I watched yeah. Age of Apocalypse, and um, Professor X, like, he definitely looked a lot younger. Like, actually, had the flash- flashbacks, he yeah, was very flashback. baby-faced, like, actually, that's true. Did they, did they do that on purpose to make him look so. really young? I don't know, maybe just, like, what's that, six years? And if even. He looks like he's aged about 20. McAvoy is, yeah. <laughs> first ravaged class, by age. After filth, anyway, look. First Class always reminded me, for some reason, of a film you might not know called The Dirty Dozen. I know of it. Can I get them all ready to go to war kind of thing. And uh, this one is, again, it just its own madness. I don't think it, you can compare it to the other two films. Um, who was telling me that Vaughn was was kind of ready for the sequel, but then he went off? Was, Vaughn, yeah, that? he was on board for Days of Future Past, and he'd written a lot of it, and then he just was given the option to stay here and make this or make Kingsman. He went, well, Kingsman's kind of more of a pet project, so I'll make Kingsman instead. And then Singer came back on board. But he was always a producer on those anyway, wasn't mm. he? I think so, yeah. Uh, so any other favourite moments in it besides and we've already marked the horrible CGI uh, of uh, buildings turning to crust and dust yeah, I think that was such really a went to, uh, way over the top see, the thing is and this is my problem with the final act of the movie and as much as like I, I overall enjoyed the movie like when you go so heavy on CG I think your actors need to give a better performance and for me and I didn't think I was going to ever say this in my life Michael Fassbender just didn't have it at the end I think he was distracted. He was thinking about what all his moves for Assassin's Creed yeah. in, in the new in the August. Is it? Like, yeah. Yes, there like there was no sort of. They could easily just say that there he was, was a dialing it in sense from uh, him and from McAvoy. I thought. Yeah, he think, I think McAvoy actually was pretty good. Yeah, Lawrence, like maybe good. you could argue, was phoning it in a bit. I thought McAvoy was trying. He was shouting a lot and screaming, <laughs> and yeah, it was but it was after acting with a capital A. 
after everything that happened to Magneto... You're confusing shouting and acting. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yes, perhaps. But after everything that happened to Magneto in the movie, with the whole family thing, and that that actual whole different... But it's such a tragedy, and then at the very end of the movie, it's like, okay, see you later. Yes, see you later, Dr. pal. Yes, see you later, Magneto. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, we'll hear it. Go, I'm, I'll go and mourn my family now. You know, <laughs> the second one I've lost. Because it was nearly interesting as well when they went back to... Uh, which... Uh, was it Dachau? Oh, Auschwitz. Auschwitz. It was Auschwitz. Wasn't yeah, it? which they then destroy, which I think that's a weird scene to have in a modern film. Auschwitz was being obliterated. Well, co- yeah. I don't know if you remember all the controversy when there were critics giving out that they were equating mutants with the persecuted of World yeah. War II and a few people got on their high horses about it. Because they, they, all of these people got on their high horses and never read a comic before because mm. it was prevalent in the mythology for a long, long time. Yeah. But suddenly it's in the cinema and we're <gasps> oh my God. And there was this whole throwaway in this. There was a potentially interesting idea, and they never really kind of pushed it out. I liked the but the business in Berlin. I thought that was great, and I wish they'd done more with that. It was we good met, fun. It actually looked it, quite cool as well. In that really. Morlock world, mm. oh, the the fighting and everything. I thought that was pretty cool. That's that's the best that I've ever seen um, Archangel. Yeah, and then they they. Fucked it up. They fucked it up. I, I didn't know if I could say bad words. I was real you scared. Can, you can. No. You may get bleeped. You may not. It's kind of. Oh. Well, if they bleep me, they bleep me. It's kind of. Uh, roll the dice they here. Bleep me. They bleep me. Yeah, that was <laughs> an awful waste. It was a great sequence, but it didn't go anywhere. And again, Caliban. It's just so throwaway. I was surprised yeah. you didn't see what happened to him. Everything was kind of throwaway. It was just here's a reference. Here's a reference. Here's a reference. Here's a tease to the next one. Like that post credit scene. That's the first time I've been that confused. By a post-credit scene since probably Amazing Spider-Man One, I was like, I don't know who that is. I don't know what this is about. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, are they going to do X twenty three? Because like now is not the right time to well, introduce like, another Wolverine when mm. you're building their story around a brand new Wolverine who's just been brainwashed and, and turned into weapons. Well, you X. see, you got to see the, the word Essex at the end. And Which luckily, we, when we were leaving the cinema, people behind us explained. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> thank God. And then there's the wonderful world of Google that um, people yeah. must run to when they see these things. Uh, but pre-credit sequence uh, back to the pyramid yes. again we're going back to the pyramid uh, I loved the fact that uh, from that that this place was buried what under like I mean we're, we're talking the modern day world was mm. right on top of it it was yeah. just a little tip and we meet these these mad people who are uh, excavating and we never find out anything about them other than that they're obsessed with this cult to find that there out there was a throwaway line of it yeah but, yeah. It, but it was so throwaway it was, it was funny in its own right <laughs> And then Moira Target turned up, and I, as I said to you, oh, look, a reference to Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> also, there was another interesting thing was that um, the chronology in it was hilarious. Mm. The, if you try to put a time span on uh, what happened, now, obviously, after the thousands of years later, yes, yes, it was it reminded me of The Empire Strikes Back in that kind of business of... Well, Han Solo and crew were all getting beaten around and going to Sky City. It happens in two days. Mm-hmm. And yet Luke was off doing his training and he nearly half completed his training in two days. <laughs> the, the chronology was a bit... There was two sleeps, I remember. <laughs> there was his poor daughter sleeps and uh, Jean Grey sleeps. And then the rest was like, okay, w- w- what's happening here? It was like, yeah, it all happened in about three days. Yeah, it? like after the mansion was blown up. And including, sorry, including Magneto's tragic events in Poland. Because I remember thinking when they hit, get into Cerebro and he sees uh, Rose Byrne, I was like, oh, she's still just getting out of that hole in the ground. That was like half an hour ago. I, it was, it, well, yeah, I know what you mean. The chronology was very weird. Who's Rose Byrne now? <clears throat> or uh, Moira. Taggart, yeah. Moira. 
Who, who well, was Rose wasn't she that. Scottish in the original comic? Oh, probably. I can't remember. She ran the, the Scottish. <laughs> she wasn't in first class. She was still American. Yeah. <laughs> That's true, uh, but yeah, that was confusing. But uh, another thing, back to Cerebro, how come Magneto was able to deflect uh, Doctor X looking out for where he is, or did he know where he was and he just left him alone? He didn't even have the helmet on though. Plot hole. Good point. Plot um, plot <laughs> another one. I think he was just leaving him alone. Yeah, probably. Thought he'd settle down. And then when he did find him, he, he, he obviously felt how he felt, you know, knew what was going on straight away. So maybe yeah, he was he's just an awful him. man for that, isn't he? That, 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 that was a oh, good nod to the original. Okay. I mean, one of my favourite scenes in the original X-Men movie was the chess scene at the end. Yeah. And I've always loved the fact that Magneto and X do have a brotherly love going mm. back, despite whatever they go through. Yeah. And he'll always go the extra mile for Magneto, despite the fact that he's a psychotic lunatic. And he's murdered. God, like when he was tearing the world apart like, at the end of the movie, how many people died? And yeah, he's just been like, oh yeah, come on over and build my house again. Like, and then you can fuck <laughs> off. Like, see you later. Oh yeah, building the house. Again, Contract like, work's was... very expensive. I mean, if you have a mass murdering metal man, you will you will hire. Yeah, well, at, at the end of the day, like if they're supposed to be the good guys and they're harboring a fugitive <laughs> to build their house at the end of the day, and then they just let him walk <laughs> off without telling the police. You know, come on, like what are you doing? Other crazy enough moment, there had to be striker appearing, bringing every all the yeah. all the dollars back to the mountain. Wolverine gets a loose. I've got to go. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I left the oven on. <laughs> shit kind of went down very quickly. Like as you were saying with the chronology, like I get that from the mansion getting blown up to them being in Egypt seemed like it happened within the same thirty Six minute period. Hours, yeah, maybe, like yeah. they were like, oh, we're in the mountains. I don't know what country <laughs> they're in, but like, yeah. But how many people died though? That's the annoying thing. Like you saw only two two landmarks getting pulled apart, and that was New York in the twenty. That's a wonderful thing. I don't think anyone died. But the buildings were being like, and he even saw at the end all the destruction and stuff. Uh, and right, a few of those cars must have had like small, adorable children in them. They're they're re- pets. But like the, their whole answer to that at the very end was like, ah, oh, they're rebuilding. It's mm. fine. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, well, <laughs> they should call it non-apocalypse. Essentially, he was pulling the world apart like via like its magnetic field. Was that what he was doing? Yeah. For, or through the core? Let's go with that. <laughs> but like you saw like Australia this getting is the interesting. I was. Just to think there'd be more end of the world kind of scenarios in the last few years than we've had in a long time. And we've got a biggie coming now with uh, Resurgence. I'm going, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to see that. I'm in. Uh, have you seen the new trailer, four minute trailer? The one that dropped today? The I haven't seen today. it. Like Four minutes. That's not a good sign. They're trying to get people pumped. Like, But that's what it, I heard that they're giving away too much. Oh, it's too spoilerific. It's yeah, but no, uh, they'd never learn, do they? I don't know if that's a word. But they're doing kind of Starship Troopers with that. Now we've moved on. We've moved to another movie now. <laughs> what? We weren't listening. What? Starship Troopers. Not saying on topic. Is a but no, what I was going to say. All these apocalypses are so sanitized, as you were saying. Mm. Uh, DC got into trouble over. I mean, that was pretty heavy jelly. The first Man of Steel. <laughs> you knew people were getting hurt in that. So they found the big wasteland in the middle of Metropolis for the second scrap. Mm. Where, where the original one was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the one they created. Yeah. And um, in this one, as you say, there was no sense of any real jeopardy for the world because they didn't want you thinking about that. And no, there was jokes to be had. So I think it was some, some uh, academic style critic pointed out that there's more actual killing in PG movies than there are in films that are 15A and upwards. Mm. Like yeah, from James that. Bond and and other uh, pieces like that, and these superhero films. I mean, like 
within the first 20 minutes how many people were killed in that movie I mean all of those poor Polish security guards or whatever they were policemen I mean he whipped what eight of them out of it in one fell swoop yeah. after the accidental arrow went off oh Jesus that which was... let's just get behind the science of this if you have a wooden bow and arrow that you're only on a half pulling it would not have the strength to first of all reach that child two people, second of all like... go to two people I know children are made of paper but still Richard, Richard goes to the movies obsessed about reality. You're getting that wrong. That, that annoyed me too. I was like, because I was like, oh, the, the, the child's dead. And next thing you know, he's holding the wife and the child. I'm like, how the fuck is so... she dead? Like, what's happened to her? I, I love it though. At the, at the most, she would have had a pierced lung. Did she die of yeah. shock? Like, yeah. oh, my child is dead. I'm oh shit, I'm dead as well. And, and where did they get the arrows and the, and the bow anyway? Did they just carve these up that day? <laughs> and they're, if they're made out of wood as well, yeah. like, what the hell? We've like, seen all the other movies we know. <laughs> so. They, they, yeah, they kind of mobilize pretty quickly. Like they're like, we have no metal. Where are your badges? Oh, I don't know, mate. Like, so you see, that, that was a great gag in the original film. So that was be- the, be- uh, the beautiful scene in X Men Two was Mystique getting um, oh the coffee full of bits of metal that he pulls out and then oh, oh that, that was cool. that yeah. was that genius. was good. that was uh, that was a fantastic scene, and there's always metal somewhere. He should be lacing those people just in case something like that ever happened. When does Magneto kill someone with the fillings in their teeth? Actually. Oh, in first class, he tortured a guy with that. He didn't actually kill him. He pulled it out. Like, oh, that's him. right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. That's cool. I liked it in Days of Future Past when he's walking to go get his helmet back and he's got the two metal balls mm. and he's just kind of twiddling them around and he knocks the guys out. I don't know if he killed them or not. Like, but Speaking of that film, actually, let's not forget that he had the ability to, through metal give sentient life to robots true yeah they, they, he, that's a pair they his ignored. command as well <laughs> yes you're like yeah do what you were made for and the, the robots just and run all, away like. but also we're left with a Magneto at the end of that film don't forget uh, Apocalypse was basically uh, up leveling everybody yeah. he met so he was giving them their uh, extra dose of uh, mutanticity we'll make it up new words in this podcast <laughs> mutanticity I wonder if Magneto could literally tear the world in half yeah. So we had those pairs and when we met him in X Men. Mm. And I, I Maybe I, I don't forget, didn't even Ireland Lair in that movie? Yes. Yeah. I miss so those days. Everyone's <laughs> given out about him being too camp and cheesy in this one, yet he had an island lair in the first Everyone's X-Men having movie. an island lair all the time. I, I want more island like Bond films haven't had a proper island lair in years. I'm I very sad about that. The last one is probably Scaramanga in yeah. Land of the Golden Gun. Right. I think having a lair in the middle of a crater is pretty cool as well. It's cool, but it's not a volcano. It's not. It can't fly to space or go it's under the ocean. <laughs> I just love that they have to deal with all this stuff. And also, uh, I think another reason they said it back in the eighties was because they didn't have to deal with mobile phones the same way. Yeah. And <laughs> um, w- w- when the missiles all went off, uh, I didn't understand why he didn't just let them all go off and have a nice big apocalyptic war. That I had that thought a, too. That was a bit of a disappointment. You think the, the logic there is that he doesn't want to actually wipe out everyone because he needs people to worship him as a god, so... And do the cleaning. Yeah, and I'm not sure... I presume he could probably get rid of radiation poisoning if he had to, but he's a bit lazy. So, so when the apocalypse comes, who's going to do the laundry? <laughs> well, him, because he loves, like, accessorizing people and, like, even the little hats and <laughs> haircuts. That if he found, like, a, a shopping aisle for, like, accessorized Barbies, he'd just, you know, be distracted for life. He, he stands up on his podium, he's like, who wants a facial tattoo? <laughs> it's not going to hurt. <laughs> Form a <laughs> because that moment when Magneto and uh, Doctor X, or so Xavier, I should call him Doctor X. I don't know him Profe- that well. Professor, Is Profe- he oh, sorry, professor. Professor. Do you know why I keep saying Doctor X? It's the name of a really old school movie with Humphrey Bogart that stuck in my head. And it was called Doctor X. 
Just for all you, all you completists <laughs> out there. <laughs> Professor Xavier X. Mm-hmm. And when him and the Magneto having the chat and then... Just to keep him occupied, it was a weird bit of blocking that he just happens to be doing makeovers in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally distracted by the fact that couldn't believe that <laughs> he was off. Come over here now, like finish off that bit of hit. That remember that lovely hair doing like angel. He looked he gorgeous. Gave shave around and the curls, but not a Mohican. And he again every time you met them, they'd been jazzed up, and then they were getting more jazzed up as well. Like like wow, if this keeps up. What are they going to be wearing? <laughs> And I, I just actually, I, I forget what Xavier and Magneto had to say to each other because I was watching the makeover going on in the background. <laughs> I actually don't remember what they said either. Uh, the usual thing of sorry and sadness and your life is tragic and yes, yeah. and they're wrong, Charles. No, you're wrong. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Have we had this conversation before? Several times. Um, I did love, though, with the missile bit when, because as soon as it started up and that bit of Beethoven started playing, I actually rolled my eyes and laughed because like, that music is getting to the point now where it's, it's as overused as Moonlight Sonata in films. And it was so cheesy to use it there. Like, I still liked it and enjoyed it, but it was just naff. It is a, a go-to one, isn't it? Yeah. Like every kind of poignant piece of sort of montage in movies now has that one piece of Beethoven over it. It's just, it's a, it reminded me superficially as well of the when all the humans were all hanging around going, what's going to happen next? Mm. It was very much like the end of uh, the Super Batman when they're all waiting, what's going to happen next while Superman is fighting? Everyone's kind of looking at each other going like, oh, shit, okay. is this over? Yeah. And we don't have much we can do. We have to hopefully the super people will help. Uh, those mutants that we fear so much, they're going to save our lives. Oh, I don't know. So, again, the other big plot hole was the, the Xavier's mansion and how he's getting away with it. Has he been keeping a psychic shield over that place all this time? Well, McTaggart knew about it. So I guess the government knows about it. Stryker knew where it was as well, so I don't know. Yeah, but he never went there until no. it all kicked off again. Because what was Stryker's last involvement was in First Class. No, he was in Days of Future Past. But then... Oh, yeah, well, what, was he, what was he involved there? He didn't do anything because at the end it turned out to be Mystique pretending to be him. So I don't know. Uh, they don't care. Actually, we yeah, shouldn't care Oh, either. my God. I forgot that. Scott, was... do you even watch these movies? No, I, I watched it on. I watched it the day before saying the bloody thing. And I was like... I Sorry, just... we haven't done our homework for this podcast, guys. I, I, I meant to do a bit of a... X-Men, X-Men 2. Watching. I work in a comic book store. You think I would know <laughs> these things? But I'm just too busy. You know, like, Can I be controversial and say I was amused by Last Stand? I didn't hate Last Stand. It was fine. But again, they went up to 11. It's because they had um, Xavier bent the old Golden Gate. Was it Golden Gate Bridge? Mm. That, and they do. went a little bit extra on this bridge. This really, oh, several bridges. Yeah. Vibrated a bit. You know, yeah. they, they shook very well. And then Sydney Opera House. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of nice to see because usually it's something in New York or London. It was like it oh, was Sydney. a nice change. Right, it was yeah. a nice change. <laughs> but the thing is, like, how does Magneto know where these bloody cities are? Like, he doesn't have a GPS built into his head. Like, <laughs> but the implication seemed to be that he was just pulling everything from the ground up. So it sort of started at like the cert- like the roof of every house on the planet simultaneously just lost its metal, I guess, and it was just going deeper and deeper. It was a bit and stupid. F- focusing on the landmarks as usual. Oh, well, yeah. Did, so did, he, did you think he fixed those landmarks after the credits? No. no he just, he w- w- like went off into his own thing because he's a free man, apparently. Like, no one's after him. I mean, let's not forget Cairo has been leveled. Oh, yeah. Cairo was one giant they, pyramid. They did now. ruin that entire city. Look. They built a big pyramid and then... No one cares about Africa, though, so it's fine. Oh, Nobody gee. cares. Nobody cares about Cairo. Bob Geldof is sitting Cairo's there by a giant there. pyramid is being sad. <laughs> Don't weep for me, Cairo. Again, Scott was wasted. I thought Scott was just a little petulant boy. Thanks. He had this big intro to him, thinking he was going to be an important character. All he gets to do is lose a brother, who you pointed out quite the uh, yeah, the, the American thing of kind of, you've lost someone five minutes ago, but 
You'll get on with it. No one fast. gave a shit that he died. Like no one. They were. They talked about him briefly on on the yeah. like uh, playing ride to Cairo, and they're like, oh, me, "Me and your brother used to be in the original Axe Man. Like it was all good." And then he's like, "Oh yeah, sweet." Like, but there was no emotion. Like, and it didn't even show him die. Like they were like, "Oh, he was close to the blast." And you're like that's oh cool, thanks for clearing that <laughs> up for me. Like he's What's gone. That, what was the sil- the speedy guy called again? Silver. Quicksilver. Quicksilver. He was the best part about the whole movie. That was the highlight. I have to say, was his was re- the rescue scene. His multiple. Actually, he got he got really. But it was also the most one of the most hilarious subplots in terms of uh, him not telling Magneto that he was his son. Oh, he was right there. He could have just been like, "Oh, what are you fighting for?" But maybe boy? like on a meta level, he knew that Magneto's family always dies tragically and suddenly moments later. So he's like, "Maybe if I tell him, I'll just get killed. So I should just stay quiet." If he, does, if he doesn't know, I'll save myself. Yeah. <laughs> in the comic book chronology, he does get to know this, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like sure. There's like a whole House of M story. But I love the fact that Storm has the conversation. Is when he says it, "He is your daddy." Yes, everyone knows apparently Barry. Except, so except for him because he's too busy <laughs> building I'm houses. Just, yeah, like, I've been having a big chat after that uh, big scrap, haven't you? <laughs> see him over there. That's his dad. <laughs> he doesn't know yet. Why, why didn't he tell him? Oh, I don't know. Just don't, don't, don't get involved. And poor Mama Seuss, you know, after drunken mutant sex. <laughs> just hanging around the house. She's like, yeah, I can't tell anyone I slept with him because he's a mass murderer. <laughs> but yeah, the rescue scene was great. It was, again... It, it, it was uh, another version of what we saw in Days of Future Past, mm. but they went up to 11 on it in a nice way. But uh, that was a great excuse, yeah. He was close as the blast, you wouldn't have made it. It I wasn't just, a tone deaf, though, to kind of have the, the ostensibly most quote unquote dramatic moment in the film, and then immediately hard cut to um, Sweet Dreams of Made of These playing, and then all that nonsense. And like, I love that. And scene, when he's dying like, during that, yeah, like, they didn't show it. Like, Havoc oh. is still dying. In the, yeah, that's actually true. He's dying of that whole sequence. It, it marred the whole thing for me because I'm like, oh, that was such a good sequence. And you're like, oh, wait, uh, Havoc has been killed. Yes. But no one else seems to care. Like, And he was such a. Like, well, he was barely in Days of Future mm. Past, but like, he didn't was... Havoc turn up in the comics after Scott. He. He's like, I don't know who, who came first. It's like. Oh, we did because, like, uh, the original X Men now with, well, the, the, with Stanley and, and mm. Kirby was Cyclops, with Cyclops, uh, Phoenix, Beast, Beast, and Angel, Angel. Think, yeah. and Angel. They were the originals. Nightcrawler came in the 70s when they revived it. So then they brought the older brother in around that time. Mm. I, I know a bit. My, my knowledge. <laughs> I'm going to just Wikipedia everything in the future. But yeah, they didn't do much with them, and you get the impression that we yeah, are getting the X Men all over again. Which I'm okay with. This is actually the first time I haven't hated Scott or <laughs> Scott Snyder. Um, Scott Summers. I actually thought he was kind of likable in this one. I know he didn't do much, but I the actor playing him, they, they him. had him. He's young, and he yeah. he, want, he just wants to sort of be a teenager. And that part where they went to the mall, like I think it was cool because when they were doing the Quicksilver sequence, when. He like they're in the car and they're all making stupid faces and he's just kind of just standing there like reading yeah. looking at the house and it's about to explode and he's like oh shit I better go in there I just thought that was kind of cool because they'd obviously been out and messing around but apparently there's a whole scene of them in the mall um, like as to how Nightcrawler got his red leather jacket that they cut out of the movie I think that's going to be a deleted is Michael scene. Jackson there but yeah oh good uh, because also it's the second superhero film this year to reference Empire Strikes Back yeah, in, in the space of what a month, yeah. Except for again, 20th Century Fox are gonna. Well, no, they see they don't even own Star Wars anymore. But Marvel's been doing that for years. The, the whole point of Phase Two, like all the films feature someone losing a hand, 
as a reference Empire Strikes Back every single phase of Marvel has that as a weird Star Wars reference so. did you notice the poster in the background was for the lesser Indiana Jones movie uh, back to Indiana Jones mm. references the movie they've, they've been to see is did they go say what the movie they went to see I think it was Emperor no, no I think Jedi. it was Return of the Jedi yeah. Return, oh they went to see yeah but did you see the poster was in the background it wasn't for that it was for Romancing the Stone no. which was Bob Z- for, for you completists out there it was from Bob Zemeckis's Zemeckis's Zemeckis yeah. <laughs> no, Zemeckis's uh, attempt at an Indiana Jones romp with Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner and Danny DeVito Danny DeVito's in that did he, did he play the boulder like <laughs> oh, yeah. sorry Danny DeVito I really like him in it's, it's always sunny impression there. Batman Returns <laughs> it's always sunny he's so good oh yeah he's good in that um, um, well I think the, the the Star Wars joke in X-Men Apocalypse is going to bite them in the ass though where they reference that the third one's never as good it got a hearty laugh at the screening we went to yeah, Apart, everyone bar us. I think I know I didn't. Laugh, they're, didn't laugh. they're obviously making <laughs> yeah. fun of the last, like you know, X Men three. Last time, yeah. But at the end of the day, like this wasn't the best X Men movie. And I think in like when when everyone sees it, when the American and the worldwide mm. audience see it, they'll, they'll yeah. Kinda... And if you were, I bet if you did a poll to, tonight, it would come in number five of those six movies. <laughs> That's a very specific. Um... <laughs> yeah. I'm a very specific guy. Sorry, eight movies. Get it correct. Okay, uh, what do you include now? I'm talking about the uh, X Men. Deadpool. No, I'm talking about just the X Men movies. Oh. As in, oh, the Wolverine movies. Oh, it's another conversation. Oh, Jesus. I hated the last Wolverine movie. What? Really? But he's fighting a man on a speeding train. It was great. Oh, that was so that good. Was st- no. And the Orated version when the big wood chipper gets involved. Fantastic. What? I've never seen that. The Orated version when they're in the big town at the end fighting. Um, what's her name? His female sidekick. The ninja one, whatever her name was. She's just dropped. I'm surprised. I thought you'd know I the forgot. answer to that. I know, but I'm not going to tell anybody as punishment. Fucking grand, whatever. She's driving a big snowplow. Kiko. No, <laughs> no that, that's, that's American Dad. No, I, no, that should have been a good movie. It had all the elements. It was based on a, on a Frank Miller uh-huh. story idea. That is not a good thing, but yeah. No, it's not always a good thing. I agree with you. But it didn't hold together. And it was also a Yakuza movie as well. Mm. But... The, the, I, I agree there's great moments in it the bullet train was fun but the whole thing didn't hold up yeah that's fair alright that's all I'll say I'll okay. rest my case you know I've actually I've never I haven't seen the rogue cut of X-Men Years Future Past which oh to what's uh, happens it, in that is it, it's like, is it 17 minutes longer there's yeah, a whole subplot with Magneto and Rogue just doing some heist or something oh I'd like to see that yeah that could be yeah. like, I, I is, is there a longer version of Last Stand by the way no idea is it another curse you always notice when you know a film's going to be bad? Is that it's ninety minutes when the when they began, they mm. were all these big kind of two hour films, and suddenly last time was ninety minutes. You go, wow! And the amount of stuff that was crammed into that film, which was yeah. ridiculous. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. And and again, I it had a so few little funny, moments like... that were okay. Let's. I actually liked the juggernaut though. In last time, that's <laughs> like he's my guilty pleasure. Like Vinnie Jones, so good. Vinnie Jones. <laughs> He's just chasing after Ellen Page, who's like a quarter of his size, and I'm just like, this is ridiculous. That was funny. Yeah. And, and also his delivery was great. You can imagine him saying that on the pitch, couldn't you? Oh, you what? <laughs> Apparently that's where they got the idea. They should bring him back. <laughs> he was supposed to be in Days Future Past. When Matthew Vaughn was still making Days Future Past, 
Quicksilver wasn't in it, and that whole raiding or the heist on Magneto was meant to be them dropping Juggernaut on a plane. Oh my god! And just him breaking into like the bottom level of the Pentagon to get Magneto out. Like, wouldn't was, be as good. It would have no. been fun, not as good. The Quicksilver was more fun. Yeah, exactly. Because you get to run up the walls and. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good sequence hmm. so our advice to all those people out there that have listened to our spoiling is that they should go and see this movie anyway it's a bit of fun. Yeah, 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 everyone has to see it to make up their own mind I think again it, it's an antidote to the more serious kind of stuff that's been I going think on. so uh, like, again I love to the war but I kind of it's back to strange balance you know yeah. like it, when, when Sh- just to, to reference Schumacher again he's in my head for some reason when he got his hands on forever and you know he got away with it because he made a lot of money mm. And care, let's face it, Jim Carrey kind of carried the, the villainy in that. Two Face was a tragedy. It was ridiculous. But that's the, like the, the most emotion Tommy Lee Jones has shown in like decades. So I all good I job there. from that. Now I haven't seen this movie in about five years, but like, just I always wondered what he was eating when he was in his like his his halved out palace house, house <laughs> whatever. And was he eating pavlova? Like, I've always wondered that. No, I was wondering what his sex life was like. <laughs> <laughs> like is the split right down the middle like oh, the whole way down I, I, I'd say he spent most of his time over with um, Drew Barrymore <laughs> she was the, the angel oh. one wasn't she yes and the other one was oh, sorry, no one knows sorry, no, the, not sorry. Drew Barrymore right? not yeah. Drew Barrymore she was in the other side of the house the, the vixen <laughs> if you know what we're talking about you know and if you don't well I'm and sorry then, I'm not explaining but it but the Batman and Robin thing they, no one's going to go there again I want them to. I seriously want one person. I actually would. I would love a an attempt at a faithful nineteen sixties Batman like remake. I think that'd be incredible. Just one off. Just do one as a kind of palate cleanser and then go back to dark and gritty. Well, well look, it's interesting to mark that as like look the other side effect that's came out of the superhero movie genre has been these oddball ones like um, the one with Woody Harrelson. What was it called? Oh shit, Defendor. Defendor. That's a weird and, one. Yeah. Yeah, and then we had that other one with the Super. Guy. Yeah, super good. They were strange movies, and again, they, don't forget, yeah, Kick yeah. Ass is responsible for that kind mm-hmm. of genre as well. Uh, I'd love to see a mashup of those ideas. That'd be pretty yeah, crazy. like a kind of like a shitty street level Avengers oh, thing where they're all those depowered hobos. I remember beating the shit when I was watching again because I'd seen uh, the Batman series when that came out. Apparently, it really was huge, and it disappeared overnight. It did not last. Mm. Like the pop culture thing was at its height as well. I mean, I think the opening party for that had Andy Warhol hanging out at the opening party, and the movie itself Bizarre. is a weird kind of like an amalgamation of three episodes. Yeah. It has one great joke in it that I love. It has several and great jokes. Which one are you talking about? Uh, well, the shark repellent. <laughs> the shark repellent is great. Bat shark repellent. Just the visual though of then the shark falling into the ocean and exploding for at that point no reason. He's explained later on, but it's, it's well, a brilliant. I got my hands movie. on an interesting little encyclopedia by an author. I can't think of his name. I'll remember the next podcast oh, if we yes. ever have one. I'll, I'll bring it. Suicide Squad. He yeah. did a great one on Wonder Woman as well. Mm. And he goes into that kind of how it affected the comics. And then Schwar- Julius Schwartz and uh, Denny O'Neill and all those kind of got serious in the 70s. That's where we get that big sweeping cape from in Batman. We have stopped talking about X-Men, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but the reason was we're talking about this campness. Find that little move that moves between the two successfully. It, it's so hard. Well, if if like they're just a bunch of kids with superpowers like you have to have that sort of lightheartedness at the end of the day like they haven't experienced like true loss or anything yet so they're not hardened like the way magneto was where he's just ignoring everyone around theme to have running through it as you mm. say like that kind of buoyancy of youth is quite an interesting one to mark it's good because uh, it, it does change everything 
to the point where you know they just want to go and watch a movie and and buy Michael Jackson clothes. You know, <laughs> uh, well, it's like else. Spider-Man. I mean, Spider-Man when they tried to dark and gritty Batman Begins Spider-Man, it was atrocious. Whereas <clears throat> Civil War Spider-Man was good. It was he's fun. just a, he's a kid. Yeah, he's just a kid. He's having jokes like. You didn't have the weight of my parents were secret agents and my past is tied to Oscorp and darkness and seriousness and sad times. The weight of Uncle Ben has got to go, is that what you're saying? <clears throat> I wonder I how they're, so. gonna, they're gonna have to reference that though. Now that he's only Spider Man's only yeah. what, six months in the universe yeah, he's a, Uncle Ben's already dead at this point. Because... But have they not continued the Uncle Ben guilt in even in all the new origins for Spider Man? They vaguely allude to it in Civil War, but I mean I think they haven't Marvel said no more origin stories, so they probably just won't bother me. They probably mention you know, it like well, really vaguely in Aunt May's so young in, yeah. in Spider Man now, like what are they gonna do with Uncle Ben? Like he's obviously not gonna be this wise guy. Like <laughs> that'd be hilarious if it was like a really uh, old guy. Well, unless no they have like reason. a like a you know a typical like Queen's wise guy. No, I can't do the accent. Like <laughs> <laughs> my accent game is so weak. You know, like sort of like a little gangster. Yeah, he has yeah. like a, a trilby hat on, a little Tommy gun in his pack. And that'd his be pack. funny. Actually. I don't know. He's just they call him the wise guy. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, but who's who's gonna be there to teach Peter? Like everything he needs to know that like Uncle Ben like that was what he Robert did Robert Downey Jr well, don't forget if oh. you go by the cartoon series it'll be Nick Fury oh mm. yeah they can do that they might pull him into the shield world oh they're gonna have to I suppose. get him young like yeah. child soldiers well no I think Iron Man's gonna be one I think Tony Stark mm. is gonna be the one he's gonna mentor him like he already sort of, he's, that's already all the groundwork for that's been laid already so yeah, I got my hands on a Marvel Essential of Iron Man Volume 3 but all the pepper and what's his bodyguard called? Uh, Happy Happy, Happy Hogan yeah. so it, it's great stuff what they were trying to do when back in the these were late, late 60s early 70s mm. you can see all the essence of the pepper and Happy yeah. stuff in, in there but you, you want more of that yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so I mean there's a, there's a great uh, one where um the, the, the comics have gotten so postmodern. Iron Man's at a comic book convention and he's having his Iron Man costume slagged off because for a brief moment, Iron Man put a nose on the Iron Man costume. Mm. It lasted about three issues, I think. In the comics now, he's just flat face. Like he just has a, a face plate with no nose. It's actually. Probably... Oh, no, the nose didn't last. It was, it yeah. was in a few issues. But the, the new costume that he has now is actually pretty cool looking. Like his, his up to date costume is really good. I like to see that in the movies. It's just very sleek looking. How many different costumes that he has gone through? About four in the He's in on the movies. Mark 46, I think. Oh, okay. That's the, well, that's a cheat though because all the. <coughs> yeah, the they blew up all the other ones. Yeah. yeah. So it's, like, they, it's like about seven or eight, probably realistically. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't understand why you did that. <laughs> to make Gwyneth Paltrow happy, which is yeah. what we all want to do. In and life. it didn't work because no. we found out. Thank God. They're, they're, on, they're on a break, like. Good. Is she coming back? I hope I not. Know. Can't stand Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Oh. When she found that big fire, I was like, yes. She was Iron Woman for about five minutes, wasn't she? Yeah, Iron, Mortal, Iron Woman slash kind of dragon person with fire powers. Yeah, that was a dumb movie. I can't believe she got that like taken out of her. I'd be like, yeah, I can control fire. I can melt shit. Like, you know, she doesn't have to use a microwave anymore. Like, she could just like have a pot noodle done in two seconds. Like, that is truly the most useful power of that, that ability. Just oh you could be, you could be like a walking kitchen. I don't know, that's all I'd use it for is just for food you, sex you, you, you a woman should be a walking kitchen you wouldn't catch <laughs> political crew you wouldn't catch Gwyneth Paltrow near a pot noodle though. No, like, well that's ar- what I would use it for artisanal yeah. leaves I just put a bit of cold water in there just hold it for two seconds I'd be like pot noodles done guys 
So Hot now pockets. we have the next big... We're back to X-Men. <laughs> yeah, back to X-Men, <laughs> briefly. I like talking about Hot Pockets there for a second. You know, a little pocket full of meat. So what's the prediction? How is it going to do? Is well, it going it's to make do enough well. money to... It, it opened up to 100, 100 million. To, not not domestically, but like in European, yeah, it uh, worldwide, because it, it, yeah, it opened yet. over. I think they I think it's out now. They do oh. that a lot. Is they open them in Europe if they're worried about what the American <laughs> response is going to be. So we get to see it first as if we're special, and then they open it in America. The Dublin show was actually one of the first ones worldwide, which but I thought also, was pretty I think cool. It needed that bit more distance between Captain America and yeah. It. Because so I think we also got Captain America first. I well. think they could have done. With we get most of the superhero movies summer. first now. They could have done with putting either Civil War out in July or June instead of having them in May. You know, they were There's probably something else out there. When's Independence Day? But it is June one of the most time. crowded years, I think. Yeah. In terms of yeah, the, the big studios. It'll only get worse from here on out, yeah. though. Because we have. Are we getting a Panther by the end of the year or is that early next year? No, next, next year. year. Well, there, we've got Doctor Strange. So um, next is Suicide Squad, Squad which is yep. looking like. I still have high hopes, but I'm, so yeah, I'm getting anything on that one. Wind on the but did you not hear during the week that they had their first test screening and everyone came out saying, yeah, it's good. You know that's definitely true because Warner Brothers told us that. Did they say it as excitedly as that? Yeah, uh, it's uh, good. It's all right. Like, <laughs> These are the same people that saw Batman Superman test screening and said that was great too. So you know they're accurate. These are the ones that got crowds screaming at San Diego Comic-Con when they first mm. showed that test footage as well. Not like, Oh, they went wild for it, didn't they? Yeah, people were going crazy, and then obviously those people are just like, shit, I can't believe I waited two years for that. <laughs> Bullshit. Again, the hype is part of the damage, I think. But Suicide Squad, I still think, is the strangest follow-up to their tour, as it, officially their tour movie mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in the DC universe. And there Strange. Are no one. origin stories again. It's kind of just, it's going to be like little sequences, but like it, these are all like fully already introduced characters that have been existing in the universe for years and years. And money on the worst Joker, I think. No, I think he's going to be really good. I I want him to be really bad. I want him reason. to be. I actually want. Oh yeah, it was his Oscar speech pissed me off. I didn't hear it. Oh. His Oscar speech. Just, I mean, I like Jared Leto. It's more just his onset quote unquote antics and shenanigans that are kind of making oh, me that, that shit. That kind of annoys me. Like, why would you send a dead rat in a condom to someone? Like, oh, use we had, condoms. We had this conversation <laughs> last time. Last <laughs> yes, time. we did. <laughs> I don't think he'll be bad. We, we, we still don't know who used the condoms. <laughs> he used them on himself. Like. But that's just really sad though. So, I was thinking, hey, this is going to be so funny just like wanking into several condoms in succession and sending them all out. He's like, D- did he send them in a box or did he send them in an envelope? Like? Yeah, the PA do that, I imagine. Oh, if Jesus. anyone out there knows, could they please write it in the comments <laughs> and put this one to bed because we can't keep talking about Jared Leto and use condoms in every podcast. <laughs> like, where do you get the dead rat from? That's is it, Did he buy it from like a pet shop or something? And then killed it. <laughs> I'm sure he bought a nice sanitized, you know, one of those... Rat frozen rats. Yeah, exactly. If you hang around the right place. Oh yeah, that's right. And then he just tore it out. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was sending the killer so crop. Edgy. So the, there was talk of reshoots for that one you were saying last time. They've, they're they're either doing or they've done reshoots. They're done. Yeah. But it, it's to add more comedy. <laughs> well, I think yeah. oh, that's a good idea. We've been over this. I but, mean, how many yeah. banana skins can you have in a superhero <laughs> film? I think if or Apocalypse sorry. showed us one thing, it can be a very funny film, unintentionally, but you know, very funny. So Oscar Isaacs, I just, I just loved him. He was so good. Just have Wolverine he wasn't running good. off. Into <laughs> the that was another one of the moans about that film. Was that oh, Oscar Isaac? Why would you get Oscar and cover him on all that makeup? But we can't see Oscar. Really Isaac. shit makeup. Like some of those close-ups where you could see his human stubble below the, the so blue. What's, what's his big movie? I, I actually can't put a face on Oscar Isaac. He was in Star Wars, the most recent one. 
Oh, the, he's the, the Poe Dameron. Yeah, 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 he's Poe Dameron. He's uh, inside Lewin Davis. Cover him up. Ex Machina. He yeah. was the. Is it in, in da- Lewin Davis? Inside Lewin Davis, yeah. Yeah, like, that was the Coen Brothers movie. That was actually really good. Toby, you've seen all the hype now that they're back in Donegal shooting Star oh, Wars yeah. footage. Yeah, I actually had a friend who, who's been out there and he's he does a podcast himself called Blab of the Hut. Check it out. It's a good pun. Okay, um, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations on the pun. A bit of a name drop there. Yeah, but my, my friend Jamie, he's actually out in Dingle. Um, he was with the cast, and that's all he's been able to tell anyone. Like he can't he can't say anything because. But he knows stuff. He knows stuff. He was so there when we kidnapped scenes. him and tortured him. Would he speak? Probably. Like I'm gonna have to. He did, did you say? Oh, my claim to fame is they drank in a bar called Farron's Bar. Oh, nice. Mm. Oh. Jamie, um, super, super, <laughs> or, or sorry, stormtrooper <laughs> playing pool. He um he took a stone from the first Jedi temple house that you see, um from I think it wouldn't be Skelly Michael, but he, he took a stone from one of the Jedi temple houses. He must have been up where the Falcon was or something. And now that you've said that, he'll be arrested. Oh, for have it. they brought the yes. Falcon up to Donegal? They, they built it. Yeah, well, they've. I think they've, they've probably finished it. I saw a picture about a week and a half ago and it was like half done. And is this film coming this Christmas or next Christmas? Next, next May? No, it's not. It's next Christmas. There's no, I think it is. They they moved it somewhere, didn't they? I don't know. No, it was... Oh, yeah. Actually, it was no, originally... No, yeah, Rogue May, One is out December. Okay, that was that's the, right, yeah. No, but yeah. that was supposed to be out in May. You're right, yeah. And they moved it to December because the last one made a shit ton of money in December. So that's clearly lucrative. There's no unlucrative point in the year anymore, I don't think. This whole notion of people will go to the cinema exactly. whenever they want. Like, but once will, the hype machine is they there, they will it's pick fine. a time. That, you know, they'll pick the time. There's going to be some kind of holiday season going on. At the end of the day, they, they have to get merchandise out as well. And if it's Star yeah. Wars, it's one of the most profitable merchandising deals. Like, well, apart from you know, Harrison Ford gets what like one yeah, percent of everything. I, I can't see Suicide Squad doing well in the merchandising. I've seen I've seen some of the action figures like solicited already, and they look really good. Um, the problem with Suicide Squad is that like Harley Quinn is one of the most marketable things they have for merchandising, but they're Everyone's not. They're not u- no, but they're not using her look. Joker condoms. <laughs> well, they're, they, you ever hear of Jared Leto approved? <laughs> you ever hear of Hot Toys? They make yeah, yeah. the twelve inch. Tested by Jared Leto. <laughs> Each one individually. <laughs> they use um, in these Hot Toys. They use the likeness of the actual characters. The Hot Toys uh, stuff is great. It's too expensive for my taste. I'd love, love to own all of it, but I just feel like, you know, in terms of like, you know, like hats or beanies or stuff, they can't do Harley Quinn for Suicide Squad. But you can tell us this, certain. Scott. I mean, what is the uh, sales on that kind of stuff nowadays for older... Comics? Or, no, no, the merchandising in terms of the Whoa. dolls and statuettes. And As that. someone who's blown in the last five years, I'd say close to four or five hundred quid on figurines, I'd say it's pretty good. Yeah, like I spent a good few hundred euro on action figures as well including hot toys but figure wise like I, I i bring in the stock from my store and i try to stay away from all the cheap crap like you know let let all the other shops like smiths have that but i i try to go for you know 25 to 35 like exclusive kind of yeah stuff. like you'll get like the six inch action figures that they have already for like the batman animated series and they're really cool looking and then mm. there will be sort of when they have out the Suicide Squad range, they'll be about 30 quid. To, to bring it back to Apocalypse, well, has it been much out? No, there's no that? X-Men merchandise solicited at all. Why is that? I don't know. Like, I think it's it has to be something to do with Fox because there is no merchandise for Fantastic Four either. And don't forget, Fox are the people that didn't realise mm-hmm. the merchandising value of Star Wars. Yeah. Well, also as well, for Days of Future Past, there was only one action figure released and that was Wolverine. Yeah, but do you remember like when the first X-Men film came out back in whatever, 2001... 
I recall that being very toyetic. There was tons of ads on TV oh, yeah. for like figurines. I'd love to see Apocalypse's hair salon. <laughs> and, He's just giving makeover everyone palace. blonde or white white wigs. <laughs> oh, you oh, look good, Jesus. darling. The apocalypse makeover. <laughs> yeah. The voice and everything. <laughs> so, yeah, but, but merchandise again. Um, so it's, it hasn't been big for Apocalypse. It's a bit surprising considering how much money's gone into that film. They expect to make their money well, elsewhere. Action figures and stuff not? and any sort of merchandise is actually solicited months and months before the movie. So it would, would have been out at least a month yeah. before mm, the film came we, out. We were shown Star Wars stuff back in October last year and the movie was out in December but it was embargoed. We weren't allowed to talk about it. <laughs> we were shown action figures for Civil War that aren't out until July that were embargoed as well. We were shown them in December and January and I still don't know what they look like. Um <laughs> So you're showing them then, per se. Well, we were shown actually silhouetted photos okay, of what they look really like. Helpful. Super great. <laughs> we're Excellent. like, okay, I'm going to get a hundred of these, despite if I don't know what they look like. Maybe um, that was it. <laughs> but well, I went to I went to New York Comic Con last year, and I saw quite a few bits and pieces that were going to like for Civil War. Like they had like Marvel Select, which is like the standard 25 euro six inch figures, and they were actually pretty cool. And then when I saw the the silhouetted photos, I was like, it has to be them. It has to be them. Because I was like, you know what, let's, let's, let's get loads of them. People are going to love that stuff. Because but Speaking of the merchandise, actually, now that you say it, it is weird that, you know, like the, the Pop Funko vinyls, like that's probably the most sellable thing there you know, is. Like, I think it's the reason why we're still open. Like. Probably, yeah. But it, now that you say it, like there's no X-Men stuff, like any of the films. And there's no, no X-Men they, Pop, they there's the, no Fantastic Four. No. There's none have... for Amazing Spider-Man. Maybe did Marvel and Disney own them or something? No, Spider Man did have some merchandise. In it. It has to there be. is now since Civil War, but there wasn't really like. Yeah, any they, of had, those. they had. No, there was for, for the, the Spider. I mean, I would have known because I would have hung around. Amazing Spider Man too. Younger kids and that, that yeah. of mine, they would have loved that stuff. So oh no, sorry, there was like Spider Man merchandise broadly. I meant like the. Did you say Smiths would, would do a different kind of range than well, because Forbidden there's, Planet? There, there's like. Big, big, big kids like me, you know. Yeah. There's kids toys. There's I mean, kids there's toys. Adults, yeah. statuettes, and figurines. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's, there's adult <laughs> collectible figures. Special name for them. Yeah, no. statuettes and figurines. Yeah, it's not a toy. Collectible. Yeah, like collectible. We had one of uh, one of my staff members' mum was in earlier, <laughs> and uh, he was obviously saying that he wanted to buy a figure, and it was like I think it was like two hundred fifty quid, and she left the store, and she was like. Him and his bloody toys. They're just toys. And I was like, I was just laughing. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'd buy them as well. <laughs> and she just rolled her eyes at me and left. And I just laughed. I thought it was funny. And the, the dusting market must be make lots of money as well. Because there's the shoot off from that. Someone's got to, you got to dust those. Oh no, yeah. mine is sitting on the shelf. I will not touch them. They can just yeah, accumulate them in, dust. You're going to get them in cabinets. Like. I need cabinets real bad. That's true. Uh, but do you also get um, uh, guys who specialize in doing kind of one-offs and limited editions? Well, you get people doing costumes, but like most of these like um, licensed figures, they're the ones that are going to cost you loads of money. Like I bought um, a Deadpool figure, like a 12-inch Deadpool figure um, for Christmas and it cost me 250 euro. And that's from a company called Sideshow Collectibles, and they make like these oh, they're good ones, to scale, and and like all all the little details, like the actual outfit itself, it's all handmade, hand sculpted, hand painted. They do like limited runs of them, so some figures that might only be a thousand worldwide available. And then would it be right in saying that Todd McFarlane was one of the first people yeah. jumping on that mm-hmm. market years ago? Yeah. Well, he he still has like his Spawn statues mm-hmm. that come out, like, and they sell for well, so much. And that was a terrible film. Yeah, but like when you we had a medieval spawn statue come in, and it, like I think it was numbered six six six, 
and um, we didn't want to sell it like because we were just like we have to hold on to this because it's it's actually numbered six six six. But we didn't know if all the other figures, all the other statues were numbered the same, just to try and generate a buzz. But it turned out it wasn't, and we'd actually like sold it at discount to some guy who just loves Bond <laughs> so much. Ah, uh, well, at least you gave it a good home. Yeah, he actually. I've never seen someone beaming leaving a shop before, <laughs> <laughs> apart from when I leave. Do you know who we didn't talk about in the X Men movie? Yeah, X Men Beastie. Oh shit! Yeah. Actually, I have a thought on this, right? Because the whole point of Beast, I always thought, was that he is this really intellectual, smart guy who is stuck looking like a giant blue monster. And, like, his, you know, quest for acceptance is, like, his whole character arc. So the fact that he can now just kind of go, I'm Nicholas Holt now, it's all good. That Doesn't that undo a huge chunk of his art car- character arc or something? He's developed, like, medication for himself. Yeah. So when he doesn't take it, he actually turns into Beast. Yeah, that doesn't that, that feels like it's a real cheap get-out-of-jail-free mm. clause. Just... Yeah, let's probably save them a bit of money that on the budget. That was having a, an <laughs> argument about wearing that makeup for the entire movie. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer did it. Well, he only... He, <laughs> he was a great Beast. <laughs> oh, he I was so he was, good. He was brilliant to No, I love, though, in the last one, the way they had him for, like... I mean, three, three seconds but they put him in the full makeup for like a three second shot if I, I, I hope, love that I hope he demanded a shit ton of money for that I'd say he did I'd say he got paid well for that he looks happy he looks healthy Logan was it even hello, a hello, 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 I liked I thought Nicholas Holt was good, is good I thought I enjoyed him in the original he movies good, and yeah. he uh, though he had a pretty throwaway role he did, he did the best with it mm-hmm. if I was going to give marks for uh, a performance yeah. him I like Over Nicholas Holt. The other main, uh, main character. I think Nightcrawler was really good. Yeah, oh, Nightcrawler yeah. was no, great. No, no, I, mean, I meant of the, of the older ones. Oh, like, sorry. Say, okay, uh, yeah, Magneto, Xavier, Actually, Old Nightcrawler was really good as well. Yeah, I love Alan Cummings, yeah. but I think Cody Smith McPhee was a great choice too. Like, even before the film came out, I thought, that's a good cast Apparently choice. He for didn't him. turn up in the tournament because he had it enough. Yeah. He wasn't happy with it. Yeah, it took and like eight he, hours of that makeup, so I'm no, not surprised. More than the makeup, I heard it was creative differences. No, he is a, you know, a thisp, so. Yeah. I, I didn't like the way I teleported that time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Beast was great. And again, I always loved, I was chuffed when Beast turned up in Last Stand. I thought it was the highlight for me was uh, mm. Beast turning up. But in Days of Future Past. And it was a nice blue joke. There was a joke about being blue and, and what white people are blue. But I love how Mystique's costume has changed from the first one. I mean, let's face it. She's, not, she's not as scary. Look, there's a naked blue lady walking around the place. And uh, they kind of took the edge off that. It was like uh, Jane's costume in the old Tarzan movies. She mm. didn't have one initially, and then she got more dressed up as the code. The, the Hayes code came in. Suddenly she was up to her armpits and antelope skin, <laughs> whereas she barely had a costume to begin with. That's what, always ha- that's what happens. The censors come in and people... Yeah, but you have to show it like that before anyone can give out a bit. We got two movies out of her running around naked in blue. Yeah, what happened to that actress... I don't know. Okay, on the comments, Colin, guys, tell us what happened. That she, she's still, she's still going. Look, I remember reading about her, and I just forgotten everything I read. <laughs> she wasn't blue. She didn't have the same appeal. To no, me. That's, that's probably same. true. Yeah, that, that sounds accurate. I heard she's making blue movies. Oh, oh god. And on that note, good night. I think. Yeah, I'm going home. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>